0: And we welcome you inside the Sports Ethos, Sacramento Kings podcast. We're back again. Sam Comente here with you alongside, as always, the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Adge, who is ready to vent out her frustration with the bullshit that is the Sacramento Kings. So am I, but Jill's organized it a little bit better than I have, um, because mine would just be all over the place, venting about every little thing that this team does horribly. And there's a lot. It's, It's a lot. They're very good at being bad. But Jill has uh, gone ahead, and well, I don't even know where you want to start exactly, Jill. Do we want to start with the trades, or how other teams have rebuilt so quickly? Or uh, we
1: can start with the trades first, and then talk about the what some other teams have done to okay retool, essentially.
0: Let's do that. Um, Let's talk about the ever churning trade yeah. market and, and rumor mill.
1: Yeah, I mean the the the, the, the new thing I saw today was. Uh, the King's having interest in, um, Collins, which I've said earlier in the week, like as soon as his name has been, now that his name's popped up in the Simmons deals, that means that they're at least listening, right. Or at least, you know, open or talking. And we have heard that even though that, right, they were successful last year and they have a bunch of good individual pieces, they've won five in a row. This is Atlanta. Yes. Um, But their ownership has also been very open about not wanting to pay all the money they're paying. And that was one of the things they didn't really want to pay Collins last year. But similar to the Kings, whether if you truly believe that you can build around these players or not, you pay these guys. like Because other teams would have given them this money, right? Um, And so just like they paid him, he then becomes an asset, right? Like, I know we don't necessarily like talking about players like this, but I'm going to be using the word assets and things like that a lot. But, um, he essentially becomes an asset for them. Right. And for them, um, they keep talking about, um, you know, getting another wing because also, you know, and getting off a gallow, like his thing because he's been hurt the whole time. Similar to they're even talking about, um, uh, shopping bogey because he's only played 71 games with them the last two years, you know, and that was one of the reservations of of this place was I think I don't think anyone um, will argue or at least most wouldn't argue that right bogey is the better player um, than buddy, right? Like, I think most of us understand that. Um, but the one thing buddy has for the him. Is he pretty much plays every game, right? Like it, he, our thing is he plays every game, but he doesn't move the needle. I still think they should have kept bogey and traded buddy, you know, right. but you also would have only had, if the same trajectory would have happened, you would have only had 71 games with bogey, but I do think he's more of a needle mover than, than current buddy. Buddy in eighteen nineteen, different story. Buddy now, you know, this is, this is where we're at. And so, um, and the Kings were very interested in Collins last year at the deadline. That was a name. We heard a lot that they wanted to get rid of Bagley and try, you know, uh, a possible replacement would be, would be Collins. And he excels in the pick and roll, which would, which would fit what we have here. Um, And so will it end up happening? Who knows, but the root the, the, Piece that got put out today was they're literally asking for a starting caliber wing and a first round pick. So to me, that's not a lot for a, a 24 year old that, to me, really is good. still trending up, right? And and fits with what you're doing here. um Yes, his offense isn't great, but that again, if you're only getting rid of those two things, you still have other assets that you're keeping that can also be moved, right? Like mm-hmm. if you wanted to then move buddy to get, you know, to replenish that first round pick, or if you even traded the first round pick to Atlanta, you know, two or three years from now, maybe they would take that. If they're just, if they just want a first round pick, like they're again, if this is true, there are options. And so to me, that's, you know, I would stop looking and waiting for Philly and, and pivot that way. I mean, I would say F that and I'm not going to sit around and wait any longer. I'm going to get my guarantee that I can get here. Um, I think that's the hard thing with teams right now that are, that are talking with, with Philadelphia's I'm waiting for all, because all Kings, Atlanta Pacers, Timberwolves, all these teams are, are talking with, uh, Philadelphia. Um, but when are they going to say F it and just start working together? Like um, if, if it just keeps dragging on like this, because s- some teams can't afford to to wait two more weeks. And I think the Kings are kind of one of them. Um, they're, they're trending down so bad right now, but maybe they're also okay with that and just not willing to admit it. Um,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Gracie, Gracie agrees. She's yeah. like, yeah. This Gracie is, this is has a lot of <laughs> wants to
0: get off about the Kings as well. She's just like the rest of us. Uh, the John Collins thing, it—I it, I still don't understand exactly why John Collins is someone the Hawks are trying to get rid of. Um,
1: Sounds like it's just money.
0: Yeah, it's, if it's just, you know I mean, a, it's that's it's a reason not
1: wanting to, you know.
0: It's a reason I'll never get, I'll never understand. You threw out all this money at and I—I yeah. I mean, I'm a Kings fan. I can't be judging how other organizations. But I
1: think they are. think if if they get someone back that is startable, maybe they don't value him enough compared to what other teams do. And they just think it would make as much of a difference. I don't know, but they also have a stockpile of first round picks that they could then use to get someone else. You know what I mean? Like, so again, like they could be sending him out and then combined a couple first round picks. They just got one for reddish, right? They have, they have this one. They didn't have to give up anything to get bogey. Like they have, you know, a, a stockpile of picks that they can then use to try and swap for something else. So maybe they go after Sabonis, maybe they, you know, it's, it's Turner may, I mean, who knows? Um, I could see them going after Sabonis and, and, and stock, I mean, and, and that could make sense for them too. So I, I do think for them, it's going to be what they do next, if they end up actually getting rid of them, but that would be my guess is they then go and pivot to a, what they view as a better replacement.
0: Yeah, and for the Kings, you, uh, you, you, if you're going to invest in talent right now, if you want to buy per se, yeah, ideally you'd buy someone that's young in his career trajectory, is pointing fits up. Fits
1: your timeline and is doing your timeline that, fits yeah. a
0: huge need because you need a long-term power forward. Assuming that you know you don't think Bagley's that guy, which I don't think Bagley's really been their guy at four for two years now. Right. Uh, and Harrison Barnes deserves. Assuming Harrison Barnes is that wing that you sent off, Harrison Barnes, and I've said it a million times on this podcast, deserves to be on a team that actually can give him a fucking chance because he yeah. went from paradise in Golden State to literal hell in Sacramento. Get that guy somewhere back up there where he can enjoy himself. Yeah. And Atlanta's a fun town, you know. Tristan Thompson yeah. will tell you that. Yeah. So and the
1: yeah. <laughs> so that's I feel that's bad one for the guy. and then yeah, that's the guy I feel the worst then, for. <laughs> yeah. The other one still that at least gets thrown around by Chicago people, um, is they just had another injury, right? Like they were down Patrick Williams, um, they're down Caruso and now they just lost, um, Derek Jones Jr. So they are another team that's was playing so well and is now down another wing. Um, and they were previously said to be interested in uh jeremy grant and harrison barnes i think harrison barnes could um could fit there no problem and um yeah I, I i that's another one and if you could pull you know the the ones out there is they're they're hesitant to get rid of um patrick williams but if you could get an, right another wing like that that would be a steal to me um uh Uh, Apparently uh, Kobe white is, is out there. Right. Um, I know that's another um, it's another guard, but it's an asset. If you were going to try and flip something or, you know, if you were taking on Kobe white and you were, trading fox or someone to for simmons like then you know what i mean you still have another garden if you were going to use simmons as a a point center type thing like i there's ways to to work it around um the 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 same old philly trade right that that's still still room out there but you know it's right now it's they're still waiting on harden right so um
0: or his or head so far up his ass whatever
1: um, and, and Harden's camp came out and said that he's wants to look elsewhere before he signs back with, with the nets over the summer. And that's um, to me, it's just funny that like Maury could have had him last year, he <laughs> like the, the decision was between um, the nets and, and Philly. And a lot of it was um, some of the sticking points that Maury was being on, who he was willing to let go, like if he was willing to, to let Theibel go with, with all this stuff. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting where you could have had two years of hard in with Embiid, right? Um, so again, none of us really know what the end product is going to be there. If, if it's all smoke and he really does pull the trigger or if it's, um, I still think if it happens, it's going to be a, a multi crazy team deal. I will be shocked if it ends up just being for for us or you know whoever else it is. Right. I just I have there's a hard no time believing it doesn't end up working in other.
0: There's no way um,
1: other players and and Moria said that one himself. You know when he talked about the Kings and we talked about this last time, where he was like, "Sure, there's deals that they could do, but I, I do think it needs to be a, a multi team deal." So. Um, you know, and that takes a little bit more time as well, um, to get all that stuff. Um, i trying to think what else was out there. Oh, Jeremy Grant was another one that was mentioned again. Um, but he's one where he wants to, wherever he lands, he wants to get paid, right? Like he's due an extension. And so does he fit with what we have? And do you want to pay him the money that, that essentially becomes a question if you're taking him on and what does it cost you? you think it's good enough for what they're asking for? Um, There's also, it's said to be said that he actually gave a list of teams. He was, he was willing to be, you know, sent to. So who knows legitimately if that's, that's there or not.
0: We don't know how much of this um, is smoke and mirrors. It's always and then, a lot. Of smoke. And
1: then there's so many players that you don't hear about that are all being talked about. And we just have no idea, which happens all the time and are the deals that end up usually being made. <laughs> so, Um, God knows what else is out there at this point, um, of, of the deals we don't know about. And then, like I said, the other one was Randall. Um, the Kings had interest in, and Randall and, um, Zach Lowe's one was saying too, that people are trying to poach, um, Quigley along with Randall. So, um, yeah, it's, and, and Fournier is available, um, that they're, they're looking to, to, change things around right they are They already made that deal for reddish. Um, so yeah, it's there's a, for, you know, from the, the PR perspective, it looks to be that there is teams that are, you know, looking to deal as we know, well, it happens. There's no, there's no guarantee and what's, what's real and what's not um, ends up being, not the case a lot of the time (laughs) um of of what's being thrown out there because you always have to remember everything you're reading there's an agenda to it so um as a fan if you care about that stuff you have to start looking of where um you know leverage um you know agents trying to get garner interest for their people um gm's trying to right leverage garner interest um so there's there's always um and just looking like and and plenty of organizations will will plant the stuff just to make it look like they're doing something even if they're not um because as we know when someone reports oh so-and-so talked about so-and-so a lot of the time too it's a gm calling saying hey is this person available? No. Click. Okay. Hey, but they have the conversation about them. And so, I mean, that's all that has to be said. There was, there was never a legitimate conversation, but sure. They call and asked like that's um, you know, so that's the kind of thing too, that, that people always have to be aware of. I know we eat it up because it's that, that time of year. Um, and they
0: suck. So of course we eat it up.
1: And so, yeah. And you know, this place wants to keep, you know, um, the active, you know, we're being active. Um, I, I was laughing earlier for this might be too old for you, but someone replied and I was in the reply on something. It was Dave's, uh, comments yesterday about, you know, from everything he hears, they're still being super active and it's not if, but when, and, um, you know, all that. And it was the Saturday night live cheerleaders, the be aggressive aggressive, from Will Ferrell and, uh, um, Sherry O'Terry. Um, and so, yeah, that just had me laughing. (laughs) I mean, it it was the perfect one for words you're cheering, Uh, be aggressive. And then like the,
0: um, the themes that we're getting from like Matt George or some of these guys where they're like, just tweet out your gift that describes how you feel right now or what Monty McNair is doing. That was one that Tim Maxwell did. Like we did yeah. a give that explains what Monty's doing right now. And it was just like counting money or asleep. And, you know, people are trying to make, well, I mean, they are making fun of it, but like, what else are we supposed to do? You know, when I, I, I mean see, and
1: that's the thing. Yeah.
0: I see you tweeting about like, we're, you know, the national media is mocking the Kings. What else are you going to do? Honestly, Jill, like we're fucking, we deserve it.
1: Well, it, it's that time of year. Right. It, this is nothing new to us it was like yep it's that time of year again yep. like good cycle. job guys but but playoffs right playoffs <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. if you're 14 games under 500 if you truly are still thinking playoffs you don't have two weeks to wait like you don't which to me is why I find it extremely hard to believe that if Gentry's saying oh if this is a playoff game we'd be playing Fox you're essentially saying these games aren't important because he's not playing. So it's hard for me to still believe that they're a hundred percent saying we are not even thinking about, I don't even want to say tanking or punting the year. It's literally accepting these pieces don't work. Now I'm going to make counter moves to like retro, like to get rid of it. Um, and not pay $130 for a bad team. And this is, you know, said to be a, a, you know, like a three for tier one. It's said to be a three-player draft. You're not going to be guaranteed in the top three, but if you can at least, you know, throw your chips in there, um, even if you can get a top five, again, you didn't even, you don't necessarily have to draft it it could be a hell of a, a, a bargaining trading chip for somebody too. um. You know what I mean? Like where you could trade back a couple spots and get assets that way as well. What You know what I mean? Like it's, so, I mean, it's just, there's options and I just pray that they are at least truly looking at all options and they they're not still delusional enough to say, I still have one view and because that's why we're here where we are today. It's, it's the short sighted. I'm going to try and fix something with one move and it never happens.
0: No, it never works. And you're like you said, 14 games under 500. You just recently lost to the Pistons, one of the worst teams in the league. And then the last two games
1: killed, it's not even competitive,
0: right? I was about (laughs) to say the last two games you've lost by an average or together 70 points. You lost by 53, and then you lost by 17. So you're getting murdered.
1: And, and 53. How, right? And if Halliburton, right, is your guy, which we're hearing all this, how long do you want to keep putting him in this swamp of, like, everybody, to me, like, and I hate this, because it looks like it's starting to get to Fox now. And I don't even necessarily blame him. It gets no, to every start. I want even say every main person focal point here it it gets to them it gets to fans it gets to them when you look at the talent around him like you can say okay there's you know some good pieces but they just don't work together and they keep forcing it to work together um i mean they could have admitted two years ago it didn't work together and and started trying to switch the pieces around plenty of teams will try something and then say, Hey, it doesn't work. I need to switch some pieces out, (laughs) not just, you know, I praying that you change, you know, uh, rotation piece, nine, 10, 11, 12, and somehow that's going to fix one through nine. Like that's just not the main minute getters and money is here and has been here for three years. And it just, and it's proved it doesn't work. And so like, at some point you're going to have to maybe take some less value than you were hoping for. Um, if you can't take that big trade, I get, I, if he can land the deal, awesome, good for him. I get why you held on right? Like, I get it. It was worth it. Like, right. You, you, you hit your swing. It was worth it. Eat or crow. Awesome. Like, cool. But if it doesn't, we're really going to wait another year to hope that you hit again, like that this next time, maybe you will hit. Like we've spent three years waiting for that big swing. That's never, this never come. And so at some point you have to admit that swing's not there now. I need to pivot, so I stop having these wasted years uh, around these guys. And and even Halliburton had to say to the point the other day, "I'm not going to let the this you know past Kings culture affect me and who I am." Every player ends up saying that, and unfortunately, it, it ends up getting to them because they don't know how to get themselves out of it and the team has failed to put any kind of legitimate pieces around them to, to make it happen. I mean, and, and if you're going to say Fox and Halliburton are our guys, then you need to commit to putting guys around them that make it successful. And right now the guys around them are not making it successful so change it like <laughs>
0: you'll know, I feel defeated every time we do this, Joe, because every time we hop on right now and talk about the Kings, we are forced to say the same things over and over again because nothing, you know, it's almost like Monty McNair is not listening. Uh, but, you know, the it's not working. Just try and blow. I mean, it's like Tyrese Halliburton. We're worried about him. It's almost like taking a toll on me now where I'm just like it makes me sad because. Fuck! How many times are we gonna have to say not just us, all the Kings media? I I can't even fathom. And I, I said this last time, being James Ham, I you like you have to pay attention to this team. And every time I pay a little bit of attention, I'm reminded of how miserable it's been for the entirety that I've been a fan of this team. You got to enjoy the good years. You've said that. I'm so jealous of you. I, I had don't...
1: eight good years and like 15, right? Like, we, or no, sorry, 10. We had 10 we had made the playoffs the first year they came here, then nothing. Then what was it? 95, 96, 96, they hit it one year. And then it went down again and then they flipped it for eight years, but then it's been 16 years after it. Like it's, we've, we've had eight seasons of 500 basketball in 30, what, seven years, eight seasons. That is just pitiful. Like, and so doesn't matter if you're young, old, like we've only ever seen eight seasons. Like we got lucky and got to see, yes, some of the, like, say, I've not the seen most exciting in basketball, but you guys, yes, you guys haven't even got to see that. And I had I've people responding to me yesterday that they were like two or three or they were five or six and were, you know, had had a curfew, right? Like essentially we're having to go to bed um, and would fall asleep in their parents' bed, like watching the game. Um, you know, cause they would let them watch it like, but yeah, like it's, there's no, (laughs) and they just keep thinking they're smarter than everybody else in the league. while everyone else, I mean, we've had teams be bad and good, like handful of times in the 16 years. (laughs) Um, and we can't manage it once, let alone by adding a 10 seed. And I will say like, that's almost even made it worse for us because are you know uh, up top like we've talked about this before that's the only way he's getting his fair share of money too like he he wants to win so bad but there's also short-sightedness to that and so it's this never-ending never-ending cycle and we're in year 16 so they even more so want to turn it around that fast
0: (laughs) right but uh I, I I'm I'm with you and I've seen some other people say, you know, it doesn't need to be a full rebuild again. You can do a hard reset where you just nuke everything around Fox and Halliburton, use your cash in You're on your draft, right. pick, On your high draft pick and go for if, it next year. Right.
1: And if you the look new coach, at, the coach you show, wanted, right. So in the last, what, two, three years, so the Cavs and Memphis, go. right. Yeah. Good segue. So The Cavs, right? They didn't have a choice. LeBron left, okay? They um, kept Kevin Love, obviously, right? So they drafted Sexton, drafted Garland, and drafted Okoro, okay? So if you look at just that right there, Sexton and Garland, like if you say, okay, well, I have Fox and Halliburton, right? You're already two steps ahead of where these teams were, right? Before they had anything. So when we say it doesn't need to be a full, like, considered tank like it's literally just making counter moves to the pieces around your two guys that you say you want to keep like that's literally um all it is while accumulating assets in the process just because other people drafted bad doesn't mean you say oh my god i kings can never draft like that's like that's not smart like you still need draft assets to be able to build a team. Okay. So they drafted Sexton Garland Acoro. Um, They traded George Hill to the bucks, right? He didn't fit their timeline. So they got a bucks first round pick, right? When we hear about moving previously, when we've heard about moving buddy or Barnes, you know, um, Oh, you know, it's a good team. So is their draft pick, not that, you know, it's not that great. Like, is it going to actually have any value? Well, what did what did the Cavs do with that Bucks pick? Do you know?
0: They flipped it for something. Off your head, a Jared so Allen.
1: That's that's what they used in the Jared Allen deal. The Nets said, "We just want a pick. We just want a first round pick. Didn't matter where it was. Yeah, it, it was. It's a it's a high first round Bucks pick. So Cavs got Allen again. Do we have extra picks that we can throw around like that?" No, we own ours and we're always so leery of throwing ours because they're always in the top 10 that it, Oh, is that enough value we're getting for a top 10 pick? No. If you had sent someone off a, a, a player that doesn't fit your timeline and got a first round pick, you could have that, th- you know, right now you could be waving that around like right. you could be using that. So they traded it for Allen. Then they drafted Mobley. Then they signed Lori. So now they have a team of defensive minded and crazy, like defense, offense, and length. Like it's, and then they've turned two undrafted players into legitimate shooters. Like it's again, they, it's a series of moves that they hit on. They didn't hit on everything, but they hit on like the most important pieces. But again, they had LeBron won a championship, lost him and are like the number two, number three team in the East and the Kings are still bad, right? So they did this all in the span of us saying, oh, we're so close. We can just make that one move and get there. Yeah, no. Okay. So Memphis, right? They lost Gasol. They sent him off to Toronto. He went, won a championship. Um, Tony Allen retired and they traded um, uh, Connolly to the Jazz, right? And got and got picks so again another kind of thing they were forced they lost their stars whatever they're they're a a step ahead because they got legitimate assets and all those things happening right so good good for them um but they then drafted they hit on Dylan Brooks they hit on Brandon Clark they hit on Shaw and what did they do they moved up to get him like, right, right. Like, again, you could move around in the draft to draft people. They also moved up from the second to the first to get Brandon Clark. Um, they now have JJ, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Seemingly hit on him. Cause he's now that he's healthy, he seems to be producing. And then they hit on um, Desmond Bain again, another oh, late have- pick, but what's the thing about all of these picks? it's a style, right? They found their style of guy. (laughs) There, there was a, a, a chart put up today of two man rotations of, of the Grizzlies, literally everybody of their main rotation, green, two man together. Every single two man group is a positive. I had someone do it for, I had will do it for the King's TD is the only person with anybody and, and Bagley had three, I think, but TD almost straight down the line literally was like the only positive that, that worked for me, from anybody, but it was all the backups. Thompson had a square TD had almost a whole, a whole column. Bagley had a couple and Mitchell had one, all of the starters, like everyone else was red and like bad red. So what does that tell you though? Again, like we've been saying, none of the pieces work together. Like, and so this Memphis has built literally a group of, they all play defense. They almost all stretch the floor. Um, They have that dog mentality. So again, that's just their drafting. They've hit on their draft. Um, They signed Kyle Anderson. Again, fit, fit their build. They um, signed Tyus Jones, again, fit their build. They um, traded for uh, DeAnthony Melton, again, fit their bold. And then what did they do this last summer? They swapped uh, Valentinus, right, with Adams. And then what was the, the Pelicans trying to do? They were trying to get off of Bledsoe's contract, right? So Memphis had cap space because they're not overpaying anybody yet, right? They're still on small deals, Um, and said, Hey, we'll take on that cash. And they got the draft rights to Zaire Williams and a first round pick for this next year because they had space. They were able to swap Val and Adams, which Adams has worked for them. And he fits that mentality that Memphis has while getting the draft rights to Zaire because it was a multi-team deal. So they ended up getting that. And then a a 2022 first for next year. Like the Kings can't even make those moves because they don't have space. So you can't even take on bad bad contracts for money. So again, we talked about, so that's just their quick rebuild in the last couple of years. They've hit on everything. And again, just because we say we haven't hit somewhere before, doesn't mean you go against the blueprint that is working for everybody else. Spend your money on building your draft people because in previous years it never gets talked about. They were ha- they had cut some of their departments to save money. Like and you're not going to be successful that way. So re I know they've already started working on rebuilding that stuff but if you can even I would pay an arm and a leg to take someone out of a, a draft expert from somebody else, um, out there to ensure you hit it because in places like this, this is where you get assets. And yes, all those things work for the Mavs and work for the Cavs, but what did they also gain on that? Every single person of there has value now, right? And on on reasonable deals, so they can be moved too. And if you're trying to trade for a star, is is someone going to be looking out there for those kind of assets, or are assets that aren't getting that are getting killed by forty points? I'm going for that stuff,
0: <laughs> uh, dude, right? To, like no, and I meant to say this because I wish it was forty points. And also for the Boston Celtics, who are one of the oldest basketball franchises, have played in TD Garden for a very long time. That was the biggest win they've ever had in that arena on that court. That's insane, Jill. That's oh, like yeah. sixty years at What least. got me
1: what got me because they've been trending down that their media was like, we're back. And I'm like, Well, you beat the kings. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> you need relax. to do more. But you know what I mean? Like if it but what do we keep saying? If you if you want to start trending up, come play us. Well, there's so, a guy. Yeah.
0: That so, uh um, Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, but just going back to, so, right, the Cavs used that pick for for Jared Allen. And what did the Knicks do this, right? A lot of Kings Twitter was reddish, 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 right? Knicks had Charlotte's first round pick. So what did they do? I'm going to send that first round pick that doesn't belong to me and I'm going to get a young talent. Again, like we can't do that because we only own ours. And what pisses me off even more is Memphis. I think their their salary cap right now is like at 98 or 99. We're at 130. But it's because they're full of young guys, right? They do have like the Kyle Anderson, the Tyce Jones. But even then, Tyce Jones is like a three year, tw- you know, 30 million. Like it's not the 20 million a year that we're paying, right? To these other guys. Right. Um, and kyle anderson isn't crazy you know his his isn't crazy either but um they have so yes their salary will be going up but at least they'll be paying proven players that that work together right but they also have three first round draft picks this next year that they can work with whether they actually use them in the draft or trade them like to even get something better like it's i mean you. These are just two teams I, I I grabbed, but it's countless of ones that have that have been able to build like this in a two, three year span. Like right. it doesn't have to be five years. And like I said too, if Fox and Halliburton are what you're what you're sticking with, you're already two draft picks ahead of what these these other ones did. So now you need to try and accumulate those assets keep hitting in the draft, which he's right. Like we're hoping that that's, you know, it's progress on our end because we're drafting players that aren't going to be out of the league by the end of their rookie contract, which is pretty much what we had been doing with everything else. And it's really hard to have assets to trade. If, if you don't hit in the draft. So again, like I'm saying, spend money to ensure that that, that you don't miss or that at least you draft someone that stays in the league. Like, that's the thing is we didn't even have, we didn't even have guys to trade that are just, Oh, cool. They're role players. They're not necessarily going to change anything for us, but, but they could be used somewhere else. Like it was, no, they're, they're out of the league by the time that their, their rookie contract is done. So you didn't even have, like you lost any kind of value of, of that draft pick. Cause there's plenty of draft picks that don't work for teams, but they're able to trade them because they're actually playable.
0: Right. <laughs> we, uh, I, I just, Monty McNair is just for, I mean, until he does something, he's just an enigma to me, you know, because yeah, the drafting thing, what he's done in drafts has been solid. No one and, will argue that. Yeah.
1: And the, the trades and done. the trades that have fallen through.
0: Look, look good are, now.
1: Right. Look good.
0: How Kuzma you, looks really good
1: but you have it's, but he's not going to be graded on the almost smooth, right? It's, it's what you accomplish. So it's at the end of the day, it's, it's what you can get done. And even like I'm saying, I don't even blame him for that stuff, right? (laughs) The Bucks got their pick taken away because, you know, they were at fault there because they let it slip. Um, and then, you know, it's the Lakers are still upset, kicking themselves from what we're hearing now of choosing the wrong the wrong person like he said yes (laughs) he said yes to all of these um and so again but you can say I don't blame you but we still haven't seen any counter moves to those misses and so that's where he has to to show it and for me I will accept either way and and hope for the best I just again like we keep saying I just want to see you get on the road to a way and I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think most people here feel the same way. If, if, if they start selling and at least acquiring assets, it's not going to necessarily be exciting because I don't expect them to win. Um, but at least I know what they're building towards now and I can see a vision. And, I can and hate it's something other than just, you know what I mean? Like praying for the one move that's going to get them nowhere. At least I can see a direction we're right now we're still in the no man's direction and if you swing then i'm hoping you know what i mean like again like i said then you've got your player and now you need to execute steps 2 through 5
0: <laughs> yo know, do you have something or somewhere where you're keeping track of how many days it is to the deadline and be honest with me no you have like a little calendar or reminder in your phone that's trade deadline day. Cause I, Oh think... no,
1: i just see people tweet about it. Like we're at, you know, so-and-so I mean, such and such day. I just know it's like a matter of what two ish, three, two and a half, like two weeks.
0: Yeah. No, I, um, I will like when I see things about the Kings on Twitter or whatever, the first thing that I'll think about is like, how many days are we from the trade deadline? And then I'll be like, okay, well I'll, I'll worry about this. Is it the 10th? It's the 10th.
1: The 10th yeah. or the 14th? 10th.
0: So it's two weeks from today, actually, as I look at it now, because today's Thursday. So it's two, not next Thursday, but the Thursday after we can finally, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully have some peace. I, uh, I'm i just getting so tired of all the what ifs. And Dave Carmichael, Carmichael Dave is, um, I'm just going to say his name wrong, just because he's hes let us down, you know, that that tweet that Brett Huff put out where he said there's been zero, twer- zero trades between these two twi- tweets. Uh, and it was a tweet in August where Carmichael David claimed that the Kings were being very active. And he kept hearing about all these trades that potentially would have happened. And then now same kind of tweet in, in February or almost February.
1: Well, this is the what are you thing? Hearing? We know hearing? We know they're being active. Like,
0: right. We, but they're not, I, I, they have done anything.
1: Well, no, they're being active in their calls. They're just not closing anything. And closing again, <laughs> like it's, but then that's the thing whether it's selling or closing or, or buying like it's it at some point if which like I keep saying if you haven't done it now and it's going down this bad and Fox isn't even playing I have a real hard time believing it's not a sell deal unless they're sitting Fox because he's gonna go like that has very much entered my mind that it's like the on the down low he's They're, they're keeping him healthy because they're going to send him. They, they obviously can't say it, but so to me by him sitting and them saying these games aren't important, like, I mean, it's your mind can go so many different ways.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I just, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's, that's what makes him an enigma with Vlade. You could at least bet on him doing something stupid uh or just being adamant that the team is good that it's going to work that he believes that they're a super team but young whatever the stupid quote it would be that he had better offer on the table a couple days prior McNair is still the guy that we don't know what he is and that adds this whole other layer of like frustration for us fans because right now we think he's the guy that sits on his hands I don't think that's actually who he is and what he'll become but that is what he has been and that's
1: until We've you do about- it, until you do something, it's that's going to be the perception, right? Right. You, you, um,
0: your perception matters quite a bit, especially when you haven't been here a long time in Sacramento. And he's
1: traveling Becau. on all these trips, right? Like that's, um, and they're playing all these places, which they, they seem to be linked to. So, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, but again, like I'm saying, if you, don't be screwed by Philadelphia either by continuing to wait. If you have something available out there at some point, like to me, hold the trigger, I just, I don't know. Um, yeah. And I, the other one I see is a lot of um, like the, you know, the Simmons comparison to, to Weber, right? Like it's, um, and, and I get that because it would be a huge, you know, it would be the kind of all-star player coming in, right? Like that's, that was really good. But what people forget is it wasn't just him coming that year. He came, like, they they got him in May. Um, it was April or May. Then they drafted Jason Williams, right? Mm-hmm. J-Well. That was the year that Peja came over. Um, they then signed Vladi as a free agent. They then signed John Perry. They got Vernon Maxwell. I think Corliss might have been thrown in there, like, There was a whole slew of things that happened all at one time. So again, I just don't see one move being able to save us. It's you still have to execute, you know, the the follow-up pieces, but make that first move so we at least know like which way you have to go. um, Right. Which way we're leaning. With with those follow-ups. But I, my whole point is there's plenty of options that you can take, right? Like, You can swing and then try and get those follow-up moves like the Kings did, right? And they they hit like at at the right time. Um, Similar to to what the Cavs did, right? Like they had that, they got in on the three-team trade, they drafted the next draft really well, and then they signed a free agent and Lori. Like they had had the two pieces already, or three if you add in um, Okoro, right? Of Sexton, Garland, Okoro. And then it was in a matter of a calendar year, you got Allen, Mobley, and and Mark it. So they did it extremely fast. Where it's there's options for the Kings. It's just you have to, at some point, pick the road and and stick to it. The so, road, stick to it. Yeah. There's, right now,
0: McNair's just wandering around trying to hitchhike and doesn't really care who picks him up.
1: Yeah. And I know Boy. we're sick. We're sick of just being negative. Like none of us want to be negative, but it's no, just there's it. like, it's so easy. It's, too. There's nothing new to talk about besides what they could do. And we have no idea. Um,
0: That's what makes it tough for me, Jill, to you know? get on these podcasts. And then I'm like, man, I have to go down this. I have to go down this hole. I got to go down this tunnel. And then I'm going to get off of this and I'm going to be like thinking about the Kings. And it's going to be like thinking about like just like a bad relationship, you know, that previous relationship that you have with someone that ended poorly not that this relationship has ended I still am a Kings fan but it's like you think about it you're like oh god I hate it you know (laughs) why why is this in my life why did I choose this because we all chose this yeah it's crazy crazy to think we chose to be here we chose to be these fans yeah however Um, once you choose a fandom a real fan sticks with it and that's what we have
1: oh sure which is why I like I said I I continue to watch other basketball just Mm -hmm. because I like the game and it's, I put the Kings out of my mind and I enjoy watching other teams basketball with a whiskey. And then I'm, I don't know. I, I know other people don't do this, but then I like researching and finding out how did they get where they are? Like what, what did they do to get there? How long did it take them? Like what kind of obscure, you know, stuff happened. Um, And you just see so many of like the blueprints, right? Like they're there for you. So stop thinking you're smarter than everybody else, and at least try to follow the blueprint. It's always because Petrie did it. It, Like, like that's how we turned. I mean, it's
0: it's that blueprint
1: is really not much different than what the Cavs and Memphis just did. I mean, it's
0: it's always the managers, general managers, and coaches at, across sports that have this belief that they're smarter, their arrogance about them, that always – they might have some sort of success at some point, but they always, always, always crash and burn. And there's so many recent memory. I think of and like Matt just, Nagy, yeah. John Bull, big, yeah. fo- big Bears fan. Matt Nagy is a guy who always thought he was smarter than everybody else, and he wasn't, and now he doesn't have a job. Brandon Staley tried to outsmart everyone. I'm doing football analysis because I'm trying not to touch on basketball, but – uh Vlade, i mean if we want to say blotty thought he was smarter no but than everyone it's else. every
1: sport right like you yeah. see it in every sport and a lot of the times it's people waiting too long right to to get off something and then you lose the value of it i mean you could say the same thing for boogie like if you if you were never gonna pay him get rid of him. you waited too long like we heard yep. yes the the deal two days ago the you know the better deal two days ago but it's not even just that there were years leading up to that where they had they could have had vucic and um their choice of like Oladipo and Tobias Harris who we could end up you know ending up with like there's been you know Julius Randall was another one you know talked about with the Lakers at the time like there were years of possible you know moves but they kept holding on and I, again I get it but you become reactionary right at the end. And then you lost the value. So at some point you have to just admit things don't work and.
0: It's podcast move on.
1: And so that's all I hope that he does this one, because to me, that's going to be the most frustrating thing is if we don't get the swing and we don't even move off of this.
0: We're not going to say that that's, that's not going to happen. I I will. I won't, I won't put that in my mind. (laughs) <laughs> this podcast will get a lot more life, Jill, when we have some sort of move, even if it's something simple in the beginning for us to, to rally around and talk about something different. Yeah. Give me something because, new. hey,
1: yeah, it, even if they suck and they sell, hey, at least we'll have some new guys to talk about.
0: Exactly, exactly. Right? And I would love, to, I'd like love to hear your scouting you know reports I mean? on those it's, guys. Uh, um, will have them.
1: Well, and even if it's just you get picks, you know, picks and guys that sit on the bench, right? Um, you have your. Your um, you your Ramsey, your like whoever is you know maybe Louis King gets the deal. Like you then have possibly those names to work with, or you know anything that anything else that comes back. But right, give us life, give us some fresh life, give us some fresh <laughs> life.
0: Open a new window, open a new door. Just get us out of this dark room that we've been stuck yeah. in because <laughs> so, it makes yeah. It's I a dark saw room.
1: Jason, yeah, Jason Jones asked that where he was saying that he, he has seen people who are my age saying like, this is the worst they have felt. Like what was the difference between the eighties and nineties and now? And I said, well, little Jill, like I loved Bobby Hurley and I loved Rich Mitrin. Um, so I was happy and I loved going and seeing other teams, like seeing the Michael Jordans of the world, right. Like come and play. Um, but I was young and I said, and I also didn't understand at that point, how a team is built, like, right. Like you, you didn't necessarily have the dial up internet. Like you didn't have a cell phone. Like there were not research opportunities as a young kid. I probably wouldn't have done that anyways, but that stuff wasn't even necessarily available for you to get into the nitty gritty, like where I can look up a blog writing about something or a new, you know, Cleveland's newspaper, looking at how they, you know, it's right. not the, you know, now that you can view it online, um, that me back then, like I didn't know how it worked. I'm old enough to know how it works now. And it's even more frustrating seeing them going away from the, yeah. no, the, you know, going it's, for the basketball 3.0 <laughs> as,
0: as, a, as a kid, I just, as a fan, you know, you're what you do understand you get emotional and, you know, I was, I've definitely mellowed as a fan, as i've gotten older but it's to what you're saying you also start to get a better understanding and so like you learn a little bit more about the game you learn about how other teams do things and then that you might get less emotion you might not care when they lose you might just be like whatever i'm on to something else i have a job but then you know you think about it more and you're like okay now i'm pissed i'm not mad or i'm not like sad but like i'm angry you know because i understand why they're this bad and i and they That makes me upset.
1: Well, and you can talk to so many more people about why it's bad before you had like, right. The water cooler, right. Like you had the water cooler to talk about it. Or if you were talking with family friends at dinner or like something like that, it wasn't constantly thrown in your face on On social media (laughs) that the world is like the the King's world is ending. And, and I think too, like the COVID mindset of like uh, you know what I mean? For most like things or things suck still, right? Like for Mm. everything. And so it's just added on to other issues that people, you know, maybe didn't have before that they, that they have now. And it's, um, yeah, there's just so many extra things where I was just laughing at some of the, um, some of the replies of why, and it was just, and some are just like, well, I'm just older and I don't have time for it anymore. Like, I don't want to make time for it anymore.
0: You have kids, uh, you have a wife, uh, you
1: know, that's, I'm not going to plan whatever. my day around it. Right. No. Or I don't want to pay for it anymore. I got older and was so excited to pay for it. Like me, like, yes, I'm going to have my season tickets to do all this stuff. And then it was like, well, I could use that money so much more in so many other ways. Like right. no, until I... it's worth me spending it on it. Like, and I don't blame anyone that still does it, that that's holding on. Um,
0: I think it's a little but weird, but it's just you know waste your money. like, James Ham said, like, it, if "No, you I mean, do
1: it, do it. Like,
0: if you like the environment, I don't like losing environments. But if you like going to the the arena and hang, you know, speeding with people, like, yeah,
1: I get If that. you've been doing it for, you know, yeah, thirty like years, like I can get holding on. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's just a thing. And it could be still your date night with someone, like with your with your significant other, like." um, and and I think a lot of people have fun half the way now. It's still is like girls' night and guys' night. And it's not, you know what I mean? Like you're not there for the product on the court. You're there to to mingle and you know, or go out, you know, somewhere else after the game. Like it's right. still um but
0: No, yeah. uh I saw one last thing here. I I saw James Ham because I absolutely didn't did not watch the Kings play the Celtics, thank God. I was never even interested in watching it, but Really glad I didn't. James Ham tweeted something like during the game that you know the Kings were down by whatever mu- however much and said if you're if you ran home uh, early to try and watch the game, hope you hit some traffic. And I commented, I was like, who the hell's leaving work early or rushing to go watch a Kings game right now? Like who's like, I gotta get I gotta get home. Sorry, I can't talk. I can't hang out, guys. Like a like, Kings game is that's on. That's how like,
1: we are here. Like that's the thing. Like that's right what's now so we're crazy like that? about this place. Oh, there With are how bad still, they are. There are people that still do it. Like it's that's their, crazy. it's their right or die. Like,
0: yeah, I respect them. I but respect And if them. you're
1: a family person, like what else are you going to come home and do? Like if, you know what I mean? Watch like, Ozark, watch thing, Ozark? like I've already finished. I finished watch like blues, the first clues. weekend. I don't I mean, care. Watch anything. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm saying like plenty of people have stopped, but there still are. I mean, I work from home and I turn on the TV and boom, it's, it's there. Right. Um, so
0: well, for and the people- plenty
1: of us still just hope for that one, maybe that one day it will just turn and you don't want to miss it. You've been waiting for so long you don't want to miss it. <laughs> Your
0: optimism is 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 refreshing, Jill also insane to me i uh, i I appreciate having you because I to don't it's operate no different like
1: that. than any of the other sports teams that i you know what I mean like sure. that it's um you know. But I I do feel bad for that. I had someone in my thing where they were a Jaguar and um, I think it was uh, Jaguar and a Kings fan. And so he's dealing with them right now, trying to find the coach and possibly not getting rid of the GM and. Oh, they're not getting rid of the GM. And so
0: if they hire um, Vic Fangio, that'll be funny. That'll be really funny.
1: Well, the whole, yeah, I mean, yeah, just that would getting into a whole other. um, No, we are. And I, uh, convo of that we could keep going but i could talk forever about uh, football as you know yeah but like i feel like right and then you have the A's fan like at least for my giants and niners like i've seen i've been able to see some other and republic like see some good stuff
0: i want Um, to so
1: i i know i'm lucky that way
0: (laughs) you are lucky and speaking of which i want to end it today i did a story jill you'll, you'll like this today i went around reading where i live and i work for the news and i tried to get in touch and talk with some 49er fans in the area and just see how they were excited about the game face in LA. SoCal NorCal. We always love them when that happens, like the giants and the Dodgers in the playoffs. Right. And I found a guy perfect guy I could find just hanging at the bar, having some lunch during the day. Uh, he was a retired school principal. He actually was my older brother's principal at their Catholic school that they used to go to. It doesn't exist anymore, but he was a principal for them. So he recognized me. And he gave me a lot of good lines. He told me how he had been a fan since, he was born in 1946, this guy. And as he said it, I was born in 1946. The Niners were born in 1946. I have been linked to the Niners since I was a kid. And I was like, that's crazy. And then he gave me this hilarious line, Jill, and just want to share it, end the show on this, with something kind of funny. He said, when my brother Phil, this is exactly what he said. When my brother Phil had his child, his first child baptized, he called and asked, can you be the godfather? And I said, I paused and I said, it's a home game for the Niners. I'll wait till you have another kid. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> That's a guy that gives a shit about his football. Uh, and I just thought that was hilarious. And he he's hyped about the team. He thinks that this is their year. Um, when I asked him like, 30 years since you've won a Super Bowl, the Niners won a Super Bowl, do you, does, do you? is this the year? And he goes, yeah, it's the year. We got rid of all the losers. It's And this is a guy, Jill, that used to be a principal for a Catholic school. And he was saying some stuff where I was just like, I don't believe you, you know, I don't think you were a Catholic school principal because you have a tongue on you, but then i actually nuns notoriously, you not, don't have tongues on them, but like, they could be kind of vicious. And this guy was kind of vicious yep. and I loved it. Big football fan. I yeah. hope the Niners do win for him and for you, for the other Niner fans yes. out there that are Kings fans and could use a little bit of glory. But other than that,
1: do you want to do water cooler today or save it for next one? What do you think?
0: I want to do it, Jill. Actually, I was thinking about it, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm starving. I have not eaten dinner. I just came from work and I haven't eaten anything all day. So I'm kind of thinking of Chipotle right now. And that's where my mind wants to be. Next episode, though, would you do you want? Is it a good one? Do you want to do it?
1: I mean, it is funny.
0: Okay, let's end on a water cooler. This might make you
1: laugh at least before you eat. Okay, but (laughs) it's bring it it on. Grant Hill goes on to explain why Shaquille O'Neal choked out a son's teammate before a game.
0: Okay. You have my ever heard about this? No, I have not.
1: Okay. So a Croatian guard, Gordon, uh, gear Hopefully I got that name, right. Um, had a solid six year NBA career, but his highlight, <laughs> but the highlight of a stint in the league has nothing to do with this play. He's more well known for being the Phoenix sun's teammate that Shaq put into a sleeper hold before the game. Grant Hill at the time says member of the sun's, um, joined writer's block on CBS sports HQ and received a call and question from an none other than Shaq himself. The big man asked Hill about the famous pregame wrestling match and Hill was forthcoming with the details. So this is what Grant Hill says. Shaquille O'Neal choked out Gordon, uh, before a game, he put him in a sleeper hold and the guy was knocked out, passed out on the locker room floor before the game. Like, out cold. Definitely one of Shaq's memorable or not so memorable moments from the year and a half that I played with him with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, The reporter then went on to ask Hill why the altercation erupted in the first place. And Hill said it all stemmed from Gordon not liking to pass the ball to Shaq in the post. (laughs) He said, you know, Gordon was a good player from Croatia, a good shooter, but he never passed the ball inside. He would always kind of look Shaq off and shoot it. And they would kind of go back and forth and exchange words. And then Gordon would kind of talk trash to Shaq. (laughs) And so one day Shaq was like, you know what? I'm going to show this guy who I am. It was right before a big game in Phoenix against Dallas. We have our team meeting. The meeting ends. Hill says he goes to use the restroom, comes back. Gordon's laid out on the floor. And he's like, come on, Shaq. We're trying to win. But in typical Shaq. Um, Gordon wasn't, you know, nothing serious happened to him. Um, and as Hill says, thankfully he's living to be able to talk about it, (laughs) but Shaq was always entertaining and always knocking people out, I suppose.
0: Um,
1: yes. So (laughs) they go on to say, well, that will certainly teach guards to pass the ball to the post. If you don't, Your big man could be waiting for you with a Roddy Roddy Piper sleeper hold before your next game. So perhaps not surprisingly, Gordon only played 22 games for the Suns in his last stop before heading back overseas to finish his career. Yeah,
0: there you go. I was waiting for that. I'm going to get out of
1: here. Yeah, there is a good um, YouTube video of Grant actually telling the story. Um, And it's like 10 minutes before they're supposed to go out there and do it. Um, Literally just sleeper hold like, knockout. Can you imagine if something like that happened now <laughs> all over, not passing you the ball in the post?
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be, someone would have caught it, right? Hilarious. Someone would have had their phone and they would have caught like a reporter would have caught it happen. And that would have, it would have been insane. It would have been insane. It would have been all So over.
1: many stories from those days. Yeah. Shaq then, would have
0: been too. that end up um, coming
1: out, but yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no so. kidding. Basketball is a funny game. Watch out. A lot of camaraderie in basketball. I've been doing a lot of basketball <laughs> stories and that's the one word I keep hearing camaraderie camaraderie team. You only have 12 of you playing every game, right? Like if you don't get along, you're the Sacramento Kings and you yeah, suck. Yeah. That's what happened.
1: He lasted 22 games, 22 games. <laughs> before he there, went back.
0: That camaraderie back
1: to <laughs> was not what he
0: was expecting. And I would rather go to Croatia than get yeah. chokeholded by I'm Shaq.
1: still laughing at a, a, a guard refusing to pass the ball to Shaq. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy
0: assist. You would think that he would be like, that's an it's easy money. But uh I And guess Shaq
1: going, you know what? I'm going to tell this guy who I am. Does
0: yeah. You know who I am? There's a big fuck you to Shaq. It's, he, maybe he knew that Shaq was going to go on and do many, many terrible general commercials. And he was and like, And you know fuck you're this. not
1: going to get in trouble, right?
0: No. You can true. literally
1: put your teammate in a sleeper hold. Eh.
0: Yeah. No, it's okay. Game well, time. thank you, Jill. That is, yeah, wake up. Come on, let's get out uh, Just shake it off. Rub some dirt on it, as, the, as every dad would say. Uh, Thank you, Jill. That is pretty good. Now, uh, I'll be relieved that I don't live near Shaq. Or I, I don't know Shaq, actually, at all. So And he's not in Sacramento anymore. He's long gone. Uh, I Just we'll go down a whole nother thing with the share thing. We haven't talked about that enough. Like, what a hilarious thing that people forgot that Shaq technically was an owner of the Kings. What did he ever do? Nothing. He did nothing. Jill does a lot, though. Jill does a lot of good stuff. Everything today was Jill. I just hopped on and let Jill roll, and that's why we had a good show. And a good water cooler. Uh, it's been a while. I'll have to look at one the last time we, we did a water cooler. So I'm glad you had one ready to roll. Thanks for listening, guys. Again, inconsistent schedule, my fault. But we'll hop on when we can, hopefully soon. When there's legitimately something cool we can talk about, like a trade, like Buddy Hield is shipped off to Kansas or something, uh, where there's not even a team, but just to get him away. Uh, and until then, go Niners. Enjoy the football weekend. Uh, watch the Ozark if you haven't. I'm only on episode one, Jill. No spoilers. And oh, we'll it's get you good. guys. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I bet it is. I love Jason Bateman.